Hello, FPL managers. Welcome to a new episode of the FPL Optimized Podcast. And we reach another milestone as this is number 30. This is the podcast in which we combine analytics with the good old eye test. I am Bas, the casual manager, and my co-host is Sirtop, the data scientist. Data or grass or data and grass? That's the question. There will not be any FPL points to be scored this weekend, as it's an FA Cup weekend. But as there will be many game weeks coming up with doubles and blanks, we wanted to still record this episode today to talk about how we can best navigate the upcoming game weeks. And for this topic, we invited a special guest. His name is Alistair, who is an expert on this topic. Sirtop, I'll hand over to you, as you know Alistair a bit better than me. So how would you introduce him? Yeah, certainly. Not everyone playing FPL needs a projection model, right? But, but almost everyone nope. needs a fixture guy. Well, yeah. After all, Ben Krillin is famous for a reason. And the art of fixture is very complicated, as you know. And you need someone to ask these kind of questions, especially about doubles and blank game weeks. Well, Alistair, it is Ted Lasso region in our Discord channel, Analytics Discord channel. He's our resident mm-hmm. fixture expert. He's the person who answers all of our questions about fixtures, and he spends a considerable time on fixtures, I assume. Okay. And now that we are approaching to a period where we will have blanks and doubles, we are hoping to get some answers from him. But before we start, Alistair, welcome to our podcast. And would you like to introduce yourself and talk us a bit about your FPL history? Sure. Hi, guys. Big fan of the podcast. And it's an honor to be invited to chat with both the king of the solvers and uh, the king of the casuals. Hey, thank you. (laughs) Um, I'm a a Liverpool fan, first and foremost. Uh, I I grew up in Birkenhead and uh, used to play... Uh, in a team with John Barnes's son when John Barnes was playing for Liverpool. So I was uh, wow. pretty early um, uh, right. and uh, starstruck by that. So I've been uh, Liverpool first and still Liverpool first, FPL second ever since. Um, but I discovered FPL about yeah. six, six years ago. And I'd say over that period of time, I've gradually converted from pure casual, pure grass to very yeah. much data and grass at this point. Um, uh, and and I, I am more and more trying to escape my grass roots, but, uh, but uh, uh, by paying attention to the data more and more as I get get more impressed by uh, what goes into it, but uh, still struggle sometimes. So so I, I can go rogue too. Uh, but I've taken uh, an interest in the uh, the fixture scheduling and rescheduling stuff since, since I d- discovered Ben Krellin's Twitter four or five years ago, probably. Uh, and I've always found it uh, sort of a fun logic puzzle, the game within the game to try and get a bit of an edge. Um, and I met and met Satelp and discovered uh, the Discord community that he set up about a year ago. Okay. Full of smart people and uh, vastly better FPL players than me, uh, from whom I've I've learned plenty. Uh, and I never thought I'd be on a podcast or anything, but. Uh, I guess all the other fixture experts were booked, so Satalp asked me, and here I am. <laughs> um, and so, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm really a secondary source. I follow the the trusted guys, Ben Krellin, James from uh, Planet FPL, Talon Adeem, yeah. who's also in our Discord and the Digital okay. Spy Forum, 
but I've got a bit of a perception of the Premier League's rescheduling priorities that I've developed over the last few years and hopefully a good enough grasp uh, to be of some help to your listeners. Excellent. All right. Oops. Welcome. And uh, yeah, you were talking about Liverpool. You know, I've been to Anfield once in my life because there was a guy called Eric Meyer. He played for you, I think, for one oh. season. Remember him? You're smiling, yeah? Yes. Okay. He uh, used to play for my hometown club. That's MVV Maastricht. Shout out to MVV. Uh, and he played uh, for Liverpool. I think it was just one season. And we went to a game. So, uh, yeah, that was my uh, once-in-a-lifetime experience at Anfield. Uh, just Great, to mention yes. that not, here. Not quite an Anfield legend, but I certainly remember no. <laughs> of all former Liverpool players. <laughs> I know, yeah. I still don't have a Liverpool shirt with his name on it, so I, I might be the only one who has it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, again, thanks uh, for joining us on this show. Welcome. It's great that you uh, could make time available for this. Um, so, yeah, we'll be talking about upcoming fixtures. But before that, we do that, let's talk a little bit about the chips uh, which we have available in FPL and how we rate those. So, yeah, with double and blank game weeks coming up, these are usually the ideal moments to use your chips, either the bench boost, triple captain or free hit. Um, but when to use what? That is the main question that many people have on their minds now. And uh, Talal Nadim, you mentioned his name already. He asked us a question about us on Twitter. Uh, and I thought it could be a good one to start with. So the question was, how do you rank the chips in any particular order? Um, and um, you, how do you then uh, use this in your strategy? Like, you know, do you focus on your, on your top chip first and then you work the others around it? Or how do you do it? So I don't know if Sirtop, you want to go first or maybe Alistair, you have any thoughts on this? Yeah, let me go first. Um, yeah. I will talk about the optimization perspective of this because right. we had some experiments uh, regarding when to use these chips. So if you have all the hindsight data, you know what would be the optimal time to use these chips? And I think we have mentioned this before, but the optimal time for a bench boost is right before or after of a wild card or yeah. like end of the season, some kind of like you want to sandwich it between a wild card and end of season or maybe start of the season but i mean start of the season i mean again the problem is you really don't know if the players will play at the beginning of the season also inaccuracy of the prediction models are too high so using chips early is always mm. a big disadvantage in reality if we knew how many points the players were gonna score maybe but we don't know um so, I mean, obviously the wild card is the most important and yeah. we usually assign 25 points to wild cards in terms of how much impact it has. Okay. For free hit, around 20 points. I used my free hit last season in a blank game week and it worked beautifully. And yeah. so either a blank game week or a double game week is ideal. Right. Bench boost is a little bit problematic. Pe there are people who hate bench boost because how much yeah. you need to invest in your bench for, you know, for a few weeks if yeah. you don't want to get a hit. And for triple yeah. captain, this is just hit or miss, but we usually assume tw 20, sorry, 12 EV is ideal for triple captain. Anything above 12 is a good option. I mean, Holland right. was a really good triple captain option in my opinion. 
although yeah. he didn't return that many points. But yeah. Alistair, what what do you think? Yeah, I, I certainly uh, agree with all that and followed along with all the back testing that you've done. I think the wild card is, is probably the most impactful chip, but mm -hmm. all of them need to be used in concert with each other. And I'd say I, I agree mm -hmm. with what uh, what Satelp said about um, most of the experienced players. You can certainly use chips well and effectively early in the season, but uh, I would say the vast majority of experienced FPL players will probably play um, the free hit, the second wild card, uh, and the bench boost within uh, a few game weeks between game week 28 and uh, game week 34, possibly 37. Um, yeah. That'll be chip season. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I, I think, you know, there's a lot to be gained from it. We stand right now with 21 game weeks done so we're over over halfway through the game weeks yeah most premier league teams are over they i mean the average premier league teams play 20 games so we're over halfway through the premier league season two but i'd say we're not yet halfway the the winner of fpl is probably i'm guessing here uh maybe out in the lily pads but i'm guessing that the winner of fpl this year has only scored somewhere between 35 percent 45 percent of the points that they mm. will end up totaling mm, uh, right. because chip season and all the doubles yeah. we're about to experience are where a lot more points per game week are scored. So yeah. it, it matters. True. Definitely. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, and I remember my first season, I think I used my chips quite early. And then a friend of me you know, told me, hey, you should wait because there's all these doubles still coming up. So and I think that probably that happened to all of us because, you know, originally in the schedule, yeah, you, you don't know about it, right? those doubles that that's only added later in the season so that's also something you're learning as you play this game uh, for a longer for a longer time yeah all right thanks for covering that um so let's now then talk a little bit about the possible fixtures for future game weeks and i think sir top you had a few questions around that right mm -hmm. yeah so alistair would you like to like start this part or do you want me to ask these questions because i have listed some questions for you earlier and i sent you so do you have something that you want to go right away sure i'll mm -hmm. i'll uh, i'll i'll kick it off and and you tell me if i'm going off piste sure. um the, the the obvious um possible double uh i'd say probable double that's right in front of us that most people will know about already is um, the game week 22 double that's been con conditionally announced by the Premier League already between mm -hmm. uh, Man United and Leeds. Um, what needs to happen for that to be confirmed is they, both those teams play in the FA Cup this Saturday. Um, Leeds plays uh, around lunchtime in the UK and, and Man U plays uh, in the evening. They're both big favourites for those games. But it either of those games is a draw um that that game would almost certainly be cancelled or postponed uh, because it would mean that uh, one of those two teams would uh would need to play a, an fa cup replay uh during midweek that that double uh, is scheduled for so all that needs to happen is for those to avoid a draw the probabilities of that uh per the bookmakers is uh is somewhere about 80, 70 to 80%. Um, and so that's one that 
um, I think is highly probable. Um, mm -hmm. <clears throat> the, the blanks, the blanks are much more uh, determined at this point, or they, they're pretty much locked in, I think, um, because they were more contingent on the outcomes of the uh, of the Carabao Cup games and who reached the final of the Carabao Cup, which will be played uh, on the weekend of game week 25. Um, and the two favorites in those games both played the away leg first uh, and won that away fixture. Um, Newcastle 1-0 and, and Man U very, very convincingly 3-0. So it's quite hard. It's almost impossible to believe that Nottingham Forest will overturn a 3-0 deficit at Old Trafford in the second leg. So I think you can uh, pretty much guarantee that Man U is going to be in the uh, Carabao Cup final on that that weekend. And uh, and uh, Newcastle are, are big, big favourites to do the same. So though that would mean a suspension of the of the Man U Brentford fixture, fixture and the Newcastle Brighton fixture. Um, there's a chance that those fixtures just get bumped into the midweek, and so it's it's not a tech, not a blank technically, um, but it's likely that those are postponements and 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 those teams don't play. Um, I'd say in reality the 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 most likely there's a now that's the the kind of most concrete, um, and then the outcome of of the FA Cup also has uh, a meaningful impact on blanks and doubles mm. um, because uh, there's a chance so Brighton plays against Newcastle um, on that or they're scheduled to play on that game week twenty five. But a good chance um, if they get knocked out of the, they have two fixtures to reschedule already, and that would be a third. So the pressure is building on the Premier League to reschedule their fixtures. Mm. A very good chance that if they get knocked out of the FA Cup, um, they would have one of their three postponed fixtures in that scenario uh, bumped into the midweek of game game week twenty five. So really. Um, Basically, as long as Newcastle confirms their win in the Carabao and Brighton um, go beats Liverpool in the FA Cup, <laughs> uh, Newcastle and Brighton will blank. Man U and Brentford will almost certainly blank. So that'll be four blank fixtures, almost certainly confirmed in that scenario for game week 25. But there could be a scenario where Newcastle and Brighton play each other still in game week 25, or Brighton plays one of Bournemouth or Crystal right. Palace that week. So, is okay. there any chance that for Brighton to still play against Newcastle and then have a, a second game with uh, one of those postponed? So, Brighton can potentially blank or double? Brighton will blank if mm -hmm. Newcastle yeah. reaches the Carabao Cup final mm -hmm. and they beat Liverpool in the FA Cup this weekend. Okay. Right, right. Okay. They, if they lose to Liverpool, I would I'd say it's probable that they still play in game week 25, regardless of what Newcastle has done. Right. And yeah. it's more likely that they play against Bournemouth or Crystal Palace than Newcastle. Yeah. So okay. most likely blanks, just to try and bring it back to the simplification, <laughs> um, most likely blanks in 2025 are, are Man U, Newcastle and Brentford. Um, yes. Possible blanker is, uh, is Brighton. Yeah. Uh, okay. okay. And so does it mean that after the weekend we have much more clarity? So after the FA Cup round, then it gets much more 
confirmed? Absolutely. So um, there'll be a lot more clarity about a lot more things uh, after this weekend. And and uh, this is, uh, and you'll also, next week, people will start talking a lot more about chip strategy, which we're, we're going to get into here a little bit. But it'll become a lot clearer once the FA Cup fourth round is done and once the FA Cup fifth round draw is done. Um, because the big weeks to think about going forward, 25 is the Carabao Cup final. Yeah. Uh, 28 is the FA Cup quarterfinal. 32 is the FA Cup quarterfinal, a uh, semifinal. And so those are three big blank weeks. Hmm. Um, and then the big doubles are uh, 29, 34, and 37, uh, where there's, a, there's basically an open midweek so that the, the Premier League can have these teams catch up on, on all these uh, postponed fixtures. And so, yes, after, I would say really, um, there are four key fixtures uh, to watch on Saturday and Sunday uh, for fixture planning. Um, Liverpool-Brighton, we just talked about. Um, and if Liverpool wins, um, Liverpool and Brighton are two interesting teams because they're the two teams left with two pre-existing uh, postponed fixtures uh, but need rescheduling. And whoever wins in that game will now will then be at risk of also, obviously, we just talked about Brighton's probably going to blank or have their pick fixture postponed in, in game week 25. But whoever wins in that game of the two of them will also have uh, possible postponements in 28 and 32. So I, I think that, uh, interestingly, whoever wins suddenly might have the highest probability of a near-term double coming out of the woodwork. Um, uh, and, and so if Liverpool wins, I think there's a good chance of them doubling in either game week 22 or 26. Mm -hmm. uh, and if Brighton wins, there is a good chance that um, that they have a game dropped into um, one of 22, 23 or 24 as a double. So there's all kinds of interesting permutations like that that can emerge. Um, uh, but uh, that'll feed into um, kind of the hierarchy of what teams we're looking at for transfers right now. The other games to look at, obviously, Manu and Reading. Uh, as long as Manu avoids a draw, um, that's uh, as long as Manu wins that fixture, which uh, they're, they're uh, big favorites with the bookies to do, um, they'll blank in 25. Um, and uh, it, it, they also uh, can double in 20. In, game week 2022 which is obviously right in front of us and the the action stanley leads as long as that avoids a draw we've got that uh that uh that fixture right in front of us the the last of them to be interesting to me the, the most interesting fixture wise uh, not least because i'm a football fan it'd be great football mm -hmm. um but arsenal man city on friday night uh is very impactful uh i think for a bunch of reasons um if Arsenal loses, uh, Man City are favourites, they're at home and they're Man City. If Arsenal loses, then Arsenal will definitely play in game week 28. Mm -hmm. and will probably play in game week 32. Uh, so they'll have fewer doubles in the rest of the season. It also means that there's more likely to be lots of fewer blank fixtures in, in game week 28, uh, which will feed into a chip strategy. Um, and then, uh, but if if Arsenal wins, um, 
there's there's a few knock-on impacts of that. I think it'll impact our thinking around the uh, triple captain chip mm -hmm. uh, for those that still have it. And it will perhaps, again, inform chip strategy as to whether how we're going to navigate game week 28. Okay. Interesting. So then if Arsenal wins, does it mean City will have a double or... If Arsenal wins, game week 23 might be Man City's last double of the season. Oh, okay. So if they so are looking for triple impacts, captaining... Hold that's on. why it impacts triple captainship. They might still blank in, uh, in game week 28 because West Ham is, is their opponent that week and they're still in the FA Cup. So okay. if they beat Derby County and they beat whoever they're drawn against in the fifth round then Man City will blank in, in game week 28 and they'll have a double later in the season. But if they don't um, and Man City loses to Arsenal, 23 will be um, absent something else weird happening. Um, <laughs> 23 will be Man City's last double of the season. So if you're someone who is adamant that the only way you're going to use your triple captainship is on Erling Haaland because... Mm. He's a Norse god and he eats goals <laughs> for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, then, uh, you know, that will be your last opportunity to do so, or it could be, right. and, and it'll um, accelerate people's thoughts. So, uh, yeah. and, and if you, uh, the, the only thing I'd add to that is what I'm potentially interested in doing if Arsenal wins in particular um, is they might have the juiciest looking fixture doubles of everyone. So okay. uh, a uh, a review favorite uh, and a lot of analytics favorite is uh, is Bukayo Saka. Mm -hmm. And yeah. there's a good chance that he gets doubles that involve Everton at home, Leeds at home, maybe Nottingham Forest away later in the season. Um, and okay. those would be really interesting options as a, as a kind of alternative differential triple captain if they emerge. That sounds really good, actually. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I'm taking notes. If you don't hear me, it's because I'm taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> you should. But yeah, I don't know if it's now then the right time maybe to talk a little bit more about uh, that triple captainship because I think a lot of people are considering to use it now in 22 because yeah, you, you said that uh, Arsenal has good uh, potential double fixtures coming up, but we know already that Man United also has good ones coming up right away with uh, Crystal Palace and Leeds. And both of them, um, Man United, will, will play at home. And indeed, it still depends on the outcome now of the of the FA Cup, as we just discussed. But um, yeah, so uh, how are you guys looking at that? Is that is this triple captainship on your mind? Or are you more in the camp of, uh, well, I, I, I want to use it on Haaland? Or as you just said, are you maybe considering to to wait uh, for uh, for for an Arsenal potential double? Yeah, for me, I mean, looks like I mean Rashford is going to be a popular triple captain option for many people this this upcoming yeah. week probably. And then we talk about Holland in twenty three, and I wasn't aware that Saka might get a really nice double, which will probably be a you know. Put very good option among analytics circle, uh, probably. And I mean, 
I was also think hoping that Liverpool also get will get a nice double. I mean, you have also mentioned that Liverpool have games that are postponed and not scheduled yet. Um, do you think there is any chance for Salah to get a good double game week that we can use triple captain for? Yes, there certainly is. So Salah is um, obviously a bit of a soft, a sore subject for us analytic <laughs> followers, <Yep. laughs> um, because we, we've stuck by him longer than uh, than most. Um, and as a Liverpool fan, it, it obviously pains me to discuss that a little bit. But um, they could, you know, they they certainly could get better doubles fixture wise than either of the the double that just passed us by um that uh, erling Haaland got or the the, the double that uh, they get in game week 2023 um uh, so that they the, the suspension the suspended games if they beat brighton um then the the games that would get suspended fulham at home which is mm-hmm. obviously a good uh, a good attacking a good fixture for an attacker uh, and uh, if they then keep advancing to the FA Cup semi-finals, uh, Nottingham Forest at home would also mm. be postponed. So if you can hold on to your triple captain and you're still holding on Salah faith um, yeah. until 34 or 37, which is when those fixtures would likely be rescheduled into, um, you'd have a much kind of, you'd have a friendlier looking fixture list. Uh, but of yeah. course, a lot of that again hangs on whether Liverpool advance or not, because uh, at the moment they have two doubles already to reschedule: Wolves at home and Chelsea away. Wolves at home is a is a decent fixture, mm-hmm. um, mm. uh, and and could be combined with something like uh, it, it might end up being combined with in in game week twenty nine though, which is Man City away. So there's no guarantees basically of yeah. future fixtures. The most likely uh, team to get the best fixture combo for a triple captain of the the top teams with top FPL uh, assets is is Arsenal, I think. Right. Okay. But but thinking again of that Manchester United double, which let's say is almost we're almost sure that it will happen in twenty two, unless something strange happens in the FA Cup. I mean, I would say personally, I'm I'm 90% sure I will use my triple captain. I think is is it same to for you guys, or are you much less sure about it? I I think it's a good option for sure. Um, Rashford is clearly in great form. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think he's playing playing great. Uh, Man United as a team are playing great. Again, this pains me to discuss. But okay. uh, <laughs> um, but oh, that, that. <laughs> and those are those are two good fixtures, um, two home yeah. fixtures against uh, Crystal Palace uh, have lost some of their mojo in the last uh, six months or so, and, right. uh, and Leeds remain pretty uh, open, fun games to watch, which can be yeah. mean uh, mean good things for opposing attackers. So yeah. hard to oppose it. I think okay. EV wise, it seems to be spitting out about. An eleven and a half, twelve. So mm-hmm. back to Sir Talbot's oh, okay. uh, suggestion that yeah. the captain's good as long as you meet a twelve. Uh, right. It kind of passes the test for that. For me personally, I think yeah. I'm likely to hold it a little longer um, okay. in the hope that one of, kind of in the hope for Arsenal uh, is how okay. I'm thinking at the moment, and uh, I'm putting it on the the, the star boy. 
because that's a good one i mean it's great that you mention it because on twitter you see so much talk now about triple captain and game week 22 so i think this is great that uh yeah you you make us realize that maybe uh we should wait a little bit because there could also be an interesting arsenal double coming up later so thanks for mentioning that third up for you is it uh well any plans already or yeah i'm not sure like um I mean, I, I, I'm considering Rashford, but <laughs> now I'm a little bit confused because, I mean, if Arsenal is going to get a nice double, like yeah. we have discussed, I mean, I would like to yeah, keep my triple captain for that game week. Yeah. But, I mean, so the, the always the problem is, like, if that game week is some, a game week that we want to use another chip, then yes. it will create some kind of problems Indeed. and it might make the decision little bit suboptimal yeah so triple yeah. captain i don't know <laughs> i just don't want to think too much about it well yeah. when we get closer to the deadline i will just check the ev and if it is significantly higher than any possible outcomes in future i, yeah. I can use it but most yeah. likely i will i will save it for another game week is what i'm thinking. okay well the other thing i like i think well Thinking about it now, it sounds like we're making it too complicated. <laughs> because, I mean, we know what is, what is ahead of us, right? We have Man United, two home games, they're in form, Rashford is in form, uh, two easy opponents. So I, I probably, I will not overcomplicate it, but that's maybe because I'm the casual guy here. <laughs> uh, and, and maybe also just to say, I think with Man United, it's, it's maybe not too difficult to pick a player. You know, it's Rashford. Maybe it's also Bruno now because he's he's in he's in form. But if you think about Arsenal, then it gets more complicated. Yes, there is Saka. Uh, Jesus will probably be back later. Uh, there is Odegaard. There is Martinelli. Um, so yeah, more difficult maybe to to choose a triple captain there. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... all, all fair points, and I think uh, I think triple captain will be very popular. Yeah. In both 22, if that double happens, and 23 right. on, on Erling Haaland. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Indeed. Yeah, let's not forget about that. Reason, those are not bad weeks to play in. Mm. Indeed. Let's not forget about Haaland. Yeah, 23. Good point. Okay, so yeah, we talked about triple captain. Um, do you maybe want to bring it back to kind of optimal chip strategy in general? Sure. I, I would say um, it's not yet ripe to to be clear and uh to um absolute about optimal chip strategies you never should yeah. be really because there's yeah. there's going to be lots of good ones that play out for different managers but right as i as i led off with i i do think it's pretty clear it's optimal to save the free hit until at least 28. okay um and really save all your chips until at least 28 if, mm -hmm. if you still have them okay. um whether the, the key thing to watch will be whether you try and survive 28 without using a chip or, okay. or commit to using a free hit or, um, or, or potentially wild carding before, although that's unlikely to be the, the, the best way to do it. Mm. I, I think that hangs on how many blanks there will be in, in game week 28. And there are going to be some of the 10 fixtures scheduled that week. There are going to be somewhere between two and seven blanks. Mm -hmm. oh. The odds at the moment, um, based on 
you know, the FA Cup drawn, how good those teams are, the no. most likely outcome is that there are four blanks uh, that week. So eight teams right. that won't be playing. Um, uh, if there are four blanks or fl- fewer, I think I will personally lean towards trying to survive that week without a chip and just use the eight free transfers I have between here and there to make sure I can field as close to a full 11 as possible. And then right. either wildcard directly out of that um, in 29 or or maybe even try and survive um, a, a free hit in 29 uh, to tap into that big big double game week that'll be there and, and leave the wild card a few weeks later before the next big double uh, to set up for the bench boost. Those are the early thoughts of, of what I see for chip strategy. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay, that's interesting. And I think it relates to a question we received on Twitter from uh, Guy Rimon. And he was asking about, yeah, how to approach this, especially now with two double game weeks coming up. So it's quite easy to to load up on certain players. But maybe if you know that they will blank later, you know, as you was just saying, you might not do so because you might want to survive those game weeks uh, without using your free hits. So I think that will be probably quite a difficult decision in terms also in, uh, of optimization. Like, you know, is it optimal to load up for the double game weeks or is it better to keep also the blanks in mind and save a few transfers so i don't know maybe sir i'll be question mm-hmm. for you how, how you look at that i mean it depends on what fixtures you are getting with the doubles i mean some doubles are not that good i mean well analytical okay. players yeah. are always think that the fixture is one of the most important things that's how why mm. we plan or how how we are doing this optimization essentially so it depends i mean if you are not having too many blank game week players in your team but they are having bad fixtures i mean that's probably not that good but um the double game weeks you are getting uh is important with fixtures and i kind of agree to this idea that you just need to save your chips until at least game week 28. I mean, okay. I was thinking maybe free hit in 28 or one of those blank game weeks. Um, and then bench boost around, uh, you have mentioned 29, 34, and 37 are. Uh, those are going to be the biggest double game weeks the, for sure. Yeah. So then using bench boost in one of those game weeks and then using wildcard right after. Or maybe right before, maybe one or two game weeks before. I mean, that period, I mean, as we get closer, we will learn about the fixtures and which will help us to optimize the the strategy pretty much. Um, Yeah, that's that's kind of what what I'm thinking. But what what it will mean, though, Baz, is over the next few weeks, if you're you're sticking to what Satalp and I are saying, um, it means you're going to have to ditch if you're if you're long if you're if you own a bunch of uh man united and newcastle players who are the form teams right uh, newcastle defensively and man united all around right now yeah um both of those teams are probably blanking in 25 right and so you need to find a way you're going to need to face the painful decision of either selling them or uh with yeah. your free transfers over the next few weeks or fielding less than than 11 players so i think that's a reality that all uh all fpl managers should should Mm. try and face up to yeah 
No, you're right, because I think you mentioned Game Week 28, where, of course, the problem will be even bigger. But I think for a lot of managers, I mean, you know, we are quite uh, seriously into it, talking about this already now. But I think a lot of managers will probably wake up in uh, Game Week 24 <laughs> thinking about the blanks in 25, and uh, they might have six or more players with a blank. So I think, I uh, yeah, we'll so. probably see a lot of we'll see a lot of free hits being played then. <laughs> and I think as Turtop mentioned last week, that's probably where the serious managers can can get an advantage also. Yeah, that's kind of like what I am wishing nowadays. <laughs> I just <laughs> yes. pray that people will have lots of blank players, they and then yeah. they will be forced either to take hits, which is also good. Yeah. Or they, they, they won't have a full team to play with. Having 10 players in a game week is okay. In a blank game week is okay. I think I did it last yeah. season too. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it's uno- unavoidable because there's lots of EV you can grab with those guys having having them in your team. But yeah. if you have less than 9 players, you probably did something wrong um, while yeah. planning your transfers. Yeah. Good point. All right. So, um, yeah, lots of things to think about, especially uh, planning your transfers wisely so you can save your free hit. I think that was a big tip from what we just discussed. Um, And there will be some quite big challenges coming up with the blanks, first in 25 and then in game week 28. Um, Sertop, you mentioned about the wild card and the bench boost, and you said uh, you could use the wild card after the bench boost. I think in general, most people try to use it before, don't they? Because then, yeah, you can you can create your team with a strong bench, so you can bench boost the week after. Yeah, um, is, is that how you, you plan to use it, or? I think either way is yeah. I think I think either way is possible because you will need to buy players who will be I mean playing regularly that will be yeah. in your bench. So you you are kind of investing. So especially right. if the game week twenty nine looks like a really good game week to bench boost, you can make your yeah. transfers towards that time so that you have a good bench boost team, and then game week let's say thirty thirty one thirty two. You can wildcard and get rid of all those players and have maybe right. you know bench players who doesn't play regularly so that you have a better yeah. you know lineup team. Um, hmm. Well, yeah, it depends on the again. It, it will depend on the fixtures we get. Yeah. But I think both ways are okay. Yeah. But just if you talk about twenty nine, because it's the week before the twenty eight is a blank. I think it will be quite difficult to have enough players in 28 and at the same time have a strong bench in 29, right? That that could yeah, be... Yeah, that's true, combo. that's true. Uh, uh. Okay, yeah, complicated. <laughs> it is. So then, I mean, your best option is 34. 34, yeah, good point. All right, anything else you wanted? You guys wanted to mention about optimal chip strategies in general? Well, we covered most of it. Yeah, I think we covered most okay. of it. Then uh, maybe let me bring it back to a particular issue a lot of um, people will face now for the double game week 22, or let's say for the likely double game week 22 for Man United. Uh, Bruno Fernandes is in form. A lot of us probably don't have him. So a popular transfer could be to move out, for example, KDB to get uh, Bruno. 
and like that you can attack the Man United double. But then the week after, City and Arsenal have a double. So then you would be transferring Bruno out. So, yeah, just wondering how you think about it. Basically spending two transfers on, on Bruno. Uh, is that something you're considering? And, and do you think it could be a, a wise idea? I kind of consider it. <laughs> that was the suggestion I was getting from the solver. Okay. And All especially right. because I need to sell Marshall probably because I don't yeah. know if he will play or not. Yeah. And so if I sell him, um, well, the solver was saying that sell Salah to get um, Bruno and then sell right. him back and get get Salah back. But then last game week, since I didn't have any, any clear transfer options, I did something strange and I sold my bench goalkeeper, Leno. And okay. I got Hennessy so that I have lots of money now. So now oh. Solver wants to sell Martinelli and get Bruno. That's yeah, how much, oh, that's how much money I have laying around. That's so nice. I can have both Salah and Bruno. And then the yeah, following yeah. game week, I think in a game week or two, I think the, the following game week it sells Bruno. Yeah. That's expected value optimal. Uh, I mean, obviously, once we have the clarity about the fixtures, uh, it will be much easier to analyze it. But that's something yeah. I'm considering. Yeah, and it means that I will need to spend two transfers this game week, though, because I need to sell Marshall and get uh, Fernandez. And then the following week, then I will sell Bruno. So it's actually three transfers for me, but I'm still considering it. Yeah. What about you, Alistair? Yeah, it's it's very interesting. Bruno um, is a bit of a flashpoint. People people is <laughs> like Marmite. They either love him or they hate him. Um, <laughs> both in real life and and, and in FBL. Um, <laughs> I think he's a good. Uh, he's definitely a good asset to own this week. I will not be getting him, but I'm in a unique or a, a certain circumstance that I don't think it makes sense. I have three. Um, three Man United starters that aren't made of glass, Sir Talp, mm -hmm. uh, like Martial. Um, and uh, uh, so I, I have two defenders um, that Shaw, uh, who's currently ill, but hopefully he'll be all right um, a, a week on Saturday, uh, Martinez and um, Rashford. And I don't think it makes sense for me to switch away from any of those guys to open up a slot for Bruno. But if no. you either have an open menu slot already or you're on Martial, I could certainly see uh, the rationale for, for moving in Bruno's direction, um, yeah. especially if you are interested in captaining him instead of Rashford. I, I think right. you prefer Rashford of those two as, as a captain possibility, yeah. but it's certainly close. Um, and yeah. Uh, and yes, he's the he's either the first or the second highest ev player that week by by quite some distance yeah um, yeah so it's definitely okay. worth considering but but tying up three transfers and, and you're just to go get him is certainly <laughs> a lot of transfers to use at a time where True. where fixtures are getting announced and there's a lot lot changing um and yeah. and it won't look if you if you value transfers more highly than the typical 1.5 points at Two and a half or three, I'm certain that 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 your solver wouldn't uh, wouldn't be spitting that out because you're obviously also forcing yourself that you need you need need to go get a third Arsenal player back for 2020 right. 2023. 
um, their yeah. uh, huge yeah. value. So you'll, I'm sure you'll either be getting Odegaard or Martinelli back yeah. after that. Oh, yeah, that's that's kind of the problem I have. Like, I have a bad game week, <laughs> and then immediately after, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do a spicy move ne- next game week. And then as the deadline comes closer, I'm like running scenarios. I'm seeing that in terms of EV, it makes sense to roll my second, and then I make another boring transfer, and then the cycle repeats itself. Move Hennessy onto Ward, maybe. Just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and I was thinking, wow, we're talking about Arsenal, and indeed, uh, you know, we need to keep that in mind. And of course, there's also now Trossard huh, we can choose from, so that also. Uh, uh, adds another player uh, to the mix. Yeah, and and the other thing, um, I mean, it's good that you mentioned Marshall. I had him as well, Sir Top, and then I saw that he was going to drop in price, so I made a kind of a rush transfer for uh, Nonto from Leeds, and I kind of regret it now because I could have also gotten uh, Niketia. Mm. Uh, I didn't go for him because I thought Jesus might be back at some p- point. But I think if I would do it now again, I would I would go for an Enketia. So maybe two questions in what I just said. <laughs> First of all, Leeds potentially will have a double as well. So are you guys considering that? I mean, they have a few attractive attacking options. And then, of course, for the next one, uh, Game Week 23... Uh, who to get from Arsenal. But uh, yeah, we can also talk about that in, a, in the next podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe first about Leeds. Any any considerations from your side? Yes, definitely um, considerations. Um, okay. They're, I mean, my hierarchy of teams that I'd look at if I didn't own a full uh, complement of players would be Arsenal first, Man U second, Man City third, and then Leeds and Leeds okay. think because they've got a probable double right in front of us. And, yeah. and uh, you know, they, they, they can score some goals uh, and they have some yeah. interesting and exciting players. The two uh, that are most interesting is, is Nyonto, um, yeah. who I looked him up earlier and he's, he's listed as five, eight on the internet. And if he's <laughs> five, eight, I'm seven foot two. <laughs> Um, but he's a great player, really exciting. Um, and Leeds fans seem to think he's he's nailed to, right. to start for the foreseeable future. So his underlying data yeah. hasn't been that great, but um, that that's not to say that he's not a good option. And, and Rodrigo is the other um, yes. obvious candidate uh, from yeah. Leeds. Obviously, uh, the the EV of their defenders uh, isn't great. I think you could give them a third and a fourth no. fixture in a game week and they still wouldn't pop up in solvers <laughs> yeah true, true. Yeah. okay great so i think that covers a bit all there is to say at the moment about fixtures and chips or did we miss anything no yeah. all right then um what for the final part of the discussion uh there were a couple of questions also about how you guys are using the solvers and some strategies you apply, especially around uncertain fixtures. And FPL Claret had the question about it. In general, yeah, just, you know, how do you handle those uh, uncertain fixtures when you currently run your solvers? Yeah. Maybe sort of Mm -hmm. for you. So I was using reviews, default uh, fixture probabilities, 
I think it was last game, last game week uh, before the deadline. Yeah. I was actually at the Discord uh, server. I decided to stream my, you know, while I'm solving it, and then um, the guys came in and they helped me to actually use more sensible options. And one thing they asked me to use maybe hundred percent for the fixtures that we know will likely to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, before that, I was only using the default percentages because, I mean, at the end of the day, if, if there's a 70% chance of having a double for this team, I mean, expected value will go that way. Um, so I I thought, you know, there's not much um, reason to set it to 100% or 0%. But then the problem is when you're solving using optimization, um especially if there are lots of alternatives uh, that are very close to each other, maybe in around like 0.5 EV difference, mm-hmm. that yeah. per- those percentages make a big difference, can make a big difference, not always, but sometimes. So okay. now I'm kind of, you know, trying more and more setting the fixtures that I know will likely to happen to 100%. So if I see it in reviews, um, planner that it is like 80% or 70%, I set it right. to 100% and solve it and then leave it at 70% and solve it again. Usually there's not much big difference, but if there is, then I'm just kind of, you know, trying to use my best judgment, which one I want to bet on. Um, yeah. I don't know. There's no clear answer to this question. I tried both ways. There's no right. silver bullet. Uh, you, you need to take some risks either way. Okay, I think. Yeah, I I, I use zeros and a hundred percent on on the review solver. Um, I, I I certainly think that's entirely the right. If you're solving right now, uh, before the FA Cup games, you know that before the deadline, the Man U Leeds game is going to turn into a zero or a one hundred. So yeah. you might as well yeah. just change it to either of those and. Run it a few different ways uh, because running right. it at seventy percent doesn't doesn't really spit out accurate results. Yes, that's right. Um, and and what I've what I've done, I my this is now kind of my own perspective. I I, I think if uh, Brighton, whoever wins of Brighton or Liverpool in the FA Cup, is mm-hmm. most likely to get. A double game week announced between game week 22 and game week 26 mm-hmm. so i've run a few zeros and ones with liverpool getting a game i think against wolves in 26 which is one of the options um and with brighton getting a game in 23 against bournemouth as mm. my zeros and ones um mm. as, as that potential um outcome with obviously brighton would then get a blank in 25 um mm. uh if so that's I, i'm using a framework where i try out a few permutations and look at what suggested transfers come out of that um okay okay great good to know thanks guys then i think it's a final question and it's one for you alistair it uh, uh i understood from your friends on discord that it seems uh, you sometimes are taking risks by going against the projections of review and uh, you pick some differentials and Vic Suna, he was wondering how you make those decisions and what makes up a good differential in your opinion? 
Vixuna is a legend of the Discord, um, <laughs> and uh, he's called me out accurately. I I've owned <laughs> I've owned Harvey Elliott this season, so you can tell oh, I'm, wow. I'm, far, I'm far from optimal. Um, <clears throat> uh, look, I I don't I don't use solvers or reviews uh, outputs prescriptively yet. Maybe I will someday. I will say uh, I'm more and more impressed by what uh, what outputs I see from from review all the time, and it's. Most most grass followers just think review, um, you know, it's an algo, black box, you know, garbage oh, yeah. in, garbage out. I can use my own brain to create my own kind of expected value framework better than a model can. Yeah. But the nuances that you can spot if you follow review closely are, are really interesting. Brighton, for instance, is a great example right now. Um, uh, this is the type of thing that I would think about and think I was you know, beating the robot on. But um, Brighton has a bunch of really interesting assets. Um, even though they might have a blank in 25, I think that's a team that can yeah. certainly be be bought right now. Mitoma um, is, is a great player. Um, and yeah. uh, there's several other options there too. But and Mitoma's their top EV player over an eight game week horizon. But this coming game week against uh, Bournemouth, he's a distant second in the in the uh, hierarchy of Brighton players EV, uh, the way that um, review has it calculated out. And Pascal Gross pops to the top. And oh, really? Okay. That seems weird and random, but I think I know the reason why. It's because uh, Alexis McAllister is suspended. Um, Adam Lalana is uh, possibly injured, and so Pascal Gross. A is going to be on penalties most likely, and B mm -hmm. he's been playing right back, but now he's most likely to be playing central attacking midfield, and so oh, okay. that's obviously all going into the computation of uh, reviews expected value for that player in the background, and that's the type of thing oh. that kind of casual grass managers that pay attention to it often uh, think that models miss, but it's just a sign that it doesn't. But and back okay. to the question, like I'll sometimes think that teams or players are misvalued for any number of reasons um and and mostly i'll be be wrong uh but the most common criticism of models is they have to and and particularly review this season they have to kind of team strength um will the way it's modeled will change at a gradual rate that reflects kind of the average rate of change of team strength uh, and sometimes teams get a lot better real quickly or real worse real quickly and so Newcastle and Arsenal being the, the perhaps examples of teams that have gotten a lot better really quickly um, yeah. and Liverpool perhaps uh, the inverse mm. uh, this year so um, yeah. sometimes and, and you can make the same argument for specific players as well as teams so those are the the reasons I would I would uh, go rogue um, but uh it, it works it works uh less often than i'd like <laughs> going rogue i like it all right <laughs> i think that wraps it up for today unless you guys still want to add something sir top alistair yeah nothing from my side okay no great. Thanks, for, thanks for having me on guys a real pleasure okay well 
the pleasure was uh, ours. Um, I would like to thank everyone again for listening to our FPL optimized podcast. And today, of course, we especially want to thank Alistair for joining us as a guest. Much appreciated and very valuable. You brought a lot of interesting insights around the fixtures and the chip strategies. Thank you. So we will be back with another episode next week. Um, we'll look at the game week 22 projections in more detail. Um, and of course, you can subscribe to our podcast so you will know when the next episode is out. And while you're there, it would be great if you could leave a review too. You can also find us on Twitter, as you probably know. For Surtop, it's at Surtop Bilal. And for me, it's at Belfi BB. Enjoy the FA Cup games this weekend, everyone. And talk to you again next time. Bye-bye.